Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. Well, I believe that Jesus is already at work in our midst, in a place of worship. We are made whole. Uh, the ministration today, it's maybe a very unique one um, because when we are not whole, we disturb other people. Um, Mike Mundock says, every job is the self-portrait of the doer of it. You understand that? Everything that comes from you is a reflection of your state. Every job is the self-portrait of the doer of it. That means in marriage, in business, in everything you do, it shows your state. It reflects your state. So if, for instance, you are prideful for whatever reason, that pride will show up in your business. It will show up in your marriage. If, for instance, you are given to mood swings, it will show up with your customers. So when people are not functioning well, they tamper with everybody. So it's like this facility now. If the microphone is not working, it's going to affect all of us, right? And that's, that's a microphone, but we're going to feel the effect. The same way, if you are not whole, then you're going to trouble other people. That's why we have turbulent marriages. That's why we have problems in the place of work. Even in church, that's why we have crises at times because people behave differently. And the more you allow Jesus to make you whole, the more you are a true blessing to people. And, you know, we, 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 growing up, in, especially in Lagos, Nigeria, our focus has been a lot on physical healing. You know, the health sector is not in good shape in most African nations. So we have to turn to God most of the time for physical healing. But I realize that now, beyond physical healing, most people need emotional healing, emotional wholeness. In fact, that is much more important. A man that has a disability but has a measure of wholeness will get more out of life than the man with all the limbs and everything and is not whole emotionally. I was watching uh, the Paralympics, and you see people, you know, um, earning gold, silver, and bronze. Yes, they have uh, disabilities here and there, but there's a measure of wholeness that still makes them to be a blessing. And yet you have in a marriage a man or a woman without any disability physically, yet the marriage is a, a hell because that person is malfunctioning internally. So I want to just look at areas uh, that we can look, I mean, we can allow God to work on us because we all need work from the Holy Ghost. Uh, when you ask somebody's wife about them, you hear things. When you ask somebody's husband about the wife, you hear things. When you ask some team members in a place of work about their colleagues, you hear things. People are malfunctioning. We all need wholeness. And the more we are whole, or we are wholer, which one is the right one? 
the more whole we are, but you will remember that. The holer you are, <laughs> you remember that one. When you get to the office, hola. My pastor said hola yesterday. So whole, hola. Well done. Now, one of the main things that make people malfunction is guilt. 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 When somebody defending things, explaining away things, they are battling with guilt. And until you resolve it, you keep malfunctioning. Guilt. Isaiah 53, verse 6. Anytime you make a mistake, one of the best things you can do in life is to admit it. The moment you explain it away, you excuse it, the moment you blame other people, you will keep malfunctioning because you've not resolved it. You are transferring the responsibility. And we all do it at various measures. But the higher the measure is, the more you damage other people. Owning up. Because God knows you will make mistakes. I'm talking about sin or a wrong turn or a wrong step. Isaiah 53, 6, uh, it says, All we like sheep have what? Gone astray. So we often go, go astray. We, are, we have turned everyone to his own way. But what, Jesus, what God did was to lay the, our sin on who? On Jesus. So when you are wrong, run to him for healing. You know it happened in the Garden of Eden. When Adam messed up, what did he say next? It's the woman. The woman said, what? You know, and they've not been okay until Christ came back. And if you're in that habit for your own wholeness, always, especially for all the men in the house. I, I've said it many times when I started pastoring. I, I, you know, I was a young pastor. Uh, and then couples started joining the church. I was not even married for the first six months. And then uh, people come to church, and then they have a crisis. And then a the woman tells you, a man has never genuinely apologized for the last 10 years. And you wonder, that's crazy. So for 10 years, you've never been wrong. You are malfunctioning. Even God is watching whether he created you. Because you blame the woman every time. You blame the government. You blame the road. You blame the air. But you, it wasn't your fault. Now, people might accept you, but you won't be okay. Owning up. Proverbs 28, 13. Confessing and forsaking uh, gives you access to mercy. And mercy makes us whole. That's what you're looking for. All the uh, pushing of the blame, blaming other people is actually, you're looking for mercy. So they would think it's not me. And then look at you with some measure of, okay, he's okay. But that is not the way to be okay. It is the mercy of God that makes us okay. But that mercy is accessed through two areas, two, uh, two steps. It says, he who covers his what? His sins will not, that will not prosper. It's beyond money. Everything comes to a halt. Your joy ceases. The peace disappears. Of course, making money will come to a halt. He who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever, and that is the good thing about God, who anyone that, that can confess that, wow, I, I, I did this wrong, I, I, I thought this wrong, and not just confess, you forsake then you will do what? 
obtain mercy. Time does not cover sin. Do you know that some of our fathers, natural fathers, they malfunctioned for 50 years because of certain things they did for 50 years and they refused to own up? I'm telling you. And that thing has affected them so much, they're not functioning well. And sometimes you look at somebody, how can a woman be this difficult? How can a man be this complex? It's the malfunctioning that God malfunctioning. Complex malfunctioning. Time does not heal sin. Have you, I don't know whether this happens to you. In a place of worship, that's why we, I enjoyed the worship, uh, the first service, and thank God for um, Dr. Kopi. <laughs> you know, in a, in a place of worship, there are things are done that hadn't dealt with that the Holy Ghost brings my way. Because in, in his presence, he wants you to be whole. So he begins to see those things. Ah, this thing happened 10 years ago. You did this to that person and you've not really resolved it. And then you find yourself repenting or making a decision. It's all in a process of making you whole. Stop running away from God when you sin. Run towards him. But it's not just enough to confess. I want to strongly encourage forsake. Forsake is uh, uh, forsake. You move away from it. Then when mercy enters your life, you will experience complete restoration. Look at the prodigal son. He said to himself, ah, I have sinned. That's confession. I've sinned against my dad. I did this. Now many of us get to that realm. But he said, I will arise and do what? Go back. There has to be some forsaking. You can't remain away from your dad. You can't remain in the sin and say you are, you are, you are, God should have mercy. He wants to have mercy on you, but the second leg is not complete. Forsake. Tell your neighbor, forsake. Tell me. Okay, forsake. Forsake. So if you are here, we're going to stay here maybe some five minutes of worship or something, but maybe your private worship and the Holy Ghost brings some things to your heart that you did to your wife or to your husband or to your former boss or somewhere, say it out. Now, there's some things with confession and repenting is done, right? And there's some others you might need to take a step. But for the sake of your wholeness, take the step. Because your malfunctioning is damaging your business. It's damaging maybe the church. Is that making people around you? It's not. You are not okay. He who confesses, and so, in fact, if you are not even ready to forsake, don't deceive him by confessing. Because he sees. The Holy Spirit brings to our remembrance certain things that need to be dealt with. Maybe a lie. You lied somewhere. And they believed you. And it's haunting you. Confess it out. Uh, we had one of our, our staff, uh, someone that worked with me many, some years ago. And I loved him. We had a great time. And he left for something different. And then one day he said he wanted to see me. Wow. I was excited. You know, and he came and, and said, I, I, I want to confess. I said, what happened? He said, when I was working with you. And he was telling me some of the lies he lied. Uh, he, he, he laid. He lies. He laid. Because people, some people lie like laying egg. They just lay it. But I was impressed. And guess what? After he said it, I could see a sigh of relief on him. 
And then I prayed with him, you will discover that that destiny gets healed. And things that have been held back, blessings, promotion, they are just released. We cry for restoration, but we don't pray for grace to forsake. But you realize that the restoration of the prodigal son happened when he went back to his father. And on the positive side, the things you know you, don't, you will not like to confess or forsake, don't do it again. It helps you. One guy came to me and said, Pastor, one of the reasons why I'm always scared of divorce is even the process is, is, is a problem. Because the press of getting married, you know, you tell your auntie, you tell your uncle, you tell church, you tell government, you say all those gates. Then to reverse it, you have to start, uh, it's even tiring me, I will, I will manage. When you look at that, to, to, to resolve this thing, I will need to confess and take some steps. Ah, then let me not take that route. It helps you to keep away from sin. Unconfessed sin is one major reason people malfunction. There is something inside them that they've not let out, that they've not resolved, unresolved issues, especially with God and with man. So in this season, I believe that the Holy Spirit will bring to your mind some things, you know, because you are the one, we are the ones praying for restoration and wholeness because you want to be whole. You know you're not okay. As you are praying and putting pressure on God, the pressure will bring out the things that you need to be made whole. And it's in your own interest to respond. I pray that the Holy Ghost will help us. I can hear your amen. amen. So repentance in mathematical terms or equation, bracket, confess plus forsake. It's not confess alone. Anyone can cry Oh, God, I'm sorry I said this, and yet not make a decision to change. The real thing is the prodigal son is one of my icons of scriptures. He, 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 he didn't care how much they would look at him because some of us, you know, what would they say if I go back? Would they say, ah, look at him. He left, he was making younger. What's younger in English? What's younger in English? Ah, Sakarege. I think younger is better, isn't it? Okay, what's making younger? You know, many of us think like that. And that pride is sinking you. If you allow those things to simmer into a system, it won't go back. And some people like to suffer. You know that? I can't go back. I left and I've left. I've, left. I've closed that chapter. That chapter is not closed. Until you close it properly, your life will be held hostage. Let's move on. Dealing with shame and rejection. I'm just trying to summarize that. I will keep digging into it every month. Every month. Many of us arrived damaged. <laughs> damaged by people that had been damaged. The damage had been on for maybe four generations. <laughs> and you know, as a pastor, when people come to church with a little experience that we have, you notice the damage that some people, the moment you correct them like this, you see a reaction. And you wonder, ah, I just corrected him. And look at the way he's reacting. But the same person, when you are hailing them, they smile. They celebrate. But the moment the correction shows up, they react. Many of such people didn't grow up with their dad properly. Men especially. And that's dangerous. You now see why God hates divorce. 
So most men that grew up with their mom, mothers might find it hard, there are exceptions, to correct their sons. They want to pamper him. They want to, you know, also encourage him. Have you eaten? That's the only thing you are hearing. Are you okay? Have you eaten? You know, if you hear that for like 10 years, 20 years, and you come into a setting like this, and then they give you, bah, it will shock you. And then you react. Or you go to school, and the lecturer says something, or you meet a, a girlfriend, and she tries to correct you on some things. You see yourself reacting. And many people get married like that. You find that their spouse cannot even correct them. Believe me. In fact, as a men, as I'm speaking to them now, nobody can talk to them. Shouldn't you be afraid of yourself? You are hearing that uh, Jesus was not elected. I, I, eh? Nobody can talk to you. They can't call any uncle to talk to you. They can't call your father-in-law. They can't call your pastor. Shouldn't you be afraid of yourself? That you are heading for destruction. Our children correct us in our home. Politely. But I've learned, I learn a lot from them. Children. And correction can come from your wife. She's not a goat. You married her. If she's a goat, then you are a he goat, man. <laughs> but at least goat married goat. There's something equal there. Goat should at least listen to another goat now. I'm saying, ask yourself, why don't you listen? Something is wrong with you. Yeah, lady. <laughs> Why should your wife be praying three days prayer to talk to you? You're a dangerous person. The reason God has not killed you is because it will affect the woman. I'm sorry to say that. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. You also know that in your, in your car or anywhere, anything that becomes so difficult to tweak, you throw it away after a time. You start bending it, it's not working, you throw it and replace it. But you see, it's coming from somewhere. I, I, I listened to someone uh, some time ago, and he was talking about shame. He said there was a particular young boy in a class. The teacher told him to stand up in a class. Maybe you have heard the story. And he, saw, and he said to the class, everybody in the class passed his exam except this person, a young boy. That kind of statement will affect that child for a long time. Shame. He will never feel capable of doing anything good. And some of us are like that. For some people, if you are the first child, for instance, there is this feeling, you know, rejection is the major sickness of our age, of all ages anyway. It's, it's worse than cancer, rejection. When you feel rejected, you will be looking for acceptance everywhere. Some ladies have gone out with the wrong people just because the guy accepted them. They are just looking for acceptance because they feel rejected. If you are the firstborn, most, especially in Africa, I mean, most times when parents get married, they struggle the first two, three years. And when a child is conceived along that line, the pressure of the marriage, the pressure of the finances, tells on the pregnancy. So you find that the mother always is, always reacts, and that baby is picking everything. For some, even say things like, ah, 
Where did you come at this time? Ah, that's, that's, that's horrible. For some people, it's not even the first child. Maybe it's a third child or a fourth child. But the time the conception happened, um, there was economic crisis. Maybe the dad, the husband lost his job. So it was a difficult time in the home. You find that they'll be reacting towards the baby. Ah, you should not come at this time. You are stressing me. You are rejecting the child. So you find out as the child grows up, there's this form of shame, withdrawal from others. And you wonder where is it coming from? It's rejection. Most firstborns experience that. By the time you get to the second child or third child, many people have already settled down to a level, and there is a level of peace. Husband and wife have reconciled to a level. So the second child feels. So you find that sometimes a second or a third child begins to perform better in life than the first child, not because it's better. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness. Achieve greatness.